This is a bundle of thoughts. I'm Jeremy Newton. Do you ever feel frustrated that technology just seems to be moving ever so fast? If I go out and buy a laptop, even from a reputable dealer, I use that laptop for three to four years, the machine will wear out and it'll just feel slow. Over time, it'll just slow down. This is because of Moore's Law. Moore's Law states that the number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles about every two years. Or in simpler terms, technology is twice as fast as it was two years ago. Now you might be asking, what's an integrated circuit and what's a transistor? Well, the basic idea is that an integrated circuit is what we make computers out of. They're the, the green boards that we put circuits on. And of course, the transistor is the basic building block that we use to make computational machines or computers. You can kind of think of a transistor as a gate that you are trying to walk through. A transistor can have one of two states. The gate is either locked or unlocked. When you try to walk through the gate, if the gate is locked, that produces a result that affects where you can walk. Or if the gate is unlocked, that changes the result. Computers are these set of electrons that we send out to walk through these series of gates. And based on which gates are allowed to walk through, we can draw conclusions and do mathematical computations. So Moore's law is saying every two years, we can have twice as many gates in our computer. So our computer can be twice as fast every two years. This is pretty great. This observation has pushed technology forward in so many different ways, and it allowed us to do so many different things. It's often used in research and development of different software to understand the basic market capabilities of the average user's computer. If I'm a software company, I want to use the maximum potential of a computer when my software is done. Well, I can lay out a estimate for how long it's going to take me to produce my software. And based on that, I can use Moore's law to project and say, computers will be able to do this many computations. And so my software can use this amount of resources. Moore's Law was, as you may have guessed, originally observed by Gordon Moore, who was actually one of the co-founders of Intel. He originally noticed this in a 1965 paper. His original observation and estimate was that integrated circuits doubled their components every 12 months, but after about a decade, he revised this to say that it took about two years. This result is also closely tied with other capabilities of a machine. It affects microprocessors and their prices. It also affects memory capacity and sensors, and it even affects how many pixels your digital camera can take. At this point in time, it actually looks like Moore's Law may be slowing down. We might actually be moving into a period where Moore's Law will say integrated circuits double every three years. This has been caused by a couple different things. 
One is that transistors are getting so narrow, you can think of like the gate decreasing in width, and we're talking about 10 nanometers wide. The quantum effect called quantum tunneling of electrons is coming into effect. Quantum tunneling is this effect that electrons are sometimes able to jump locations. They're never actually in one particular location. There's a cloud of probabilities of where an electron is at any given moment. And this is fine until our transistors have gotten so small, the cloud of probabilities actually extends outside the walls of the transistor. If we made transistors any smaller, there's actually potential for an electron to jump into a different gate, almost like a bowling ball jumping into a different bowling lane. Probability says that it would be really rare, but it's definitely going to mess up your bowling score. So, you know, you can't have that. Another issue that is slowing Moore's Law down is the heat that builds up inside of a, a CPU, inside of a computer. We've reduced the size of these chips so much, and they're doing so much work causing so much electrical resistance to do their computations that they're building up heat. And these objects are made of metal, and it's actually possible for these computers to start melting themselves. We have some ways to handle heat production inside of a computer, but there's a limit. There are other technologies still on the horizon that could push Moore's Law along. For instance, one thing is parallel computing and GPUs. Different processors are constructed differently. If you were to go buy a computer right now, a salesman might brag to you about how many cores the processor has. This is one way that we've tried to get around Moore's Law, and that is we've added another area. We've increased the area that, that we can use to hold transistors. This also comes with its own set of issues that if you have multiple workers working on one project, they have to coordinate with each other as they do their work independently of each other. This basic idea of computer workers or cores working together independently is called parallel computing. It's a developing field of computer science, but it's all software based. Another way that we are redefining Moore's law to still fit our developing technology is that instead of using it for internal computing, we can now use cloud-based computing, or several different server clusters. This is a nice idea because you can actually use several different computers. You can even use supercomputers to do all your computations for you. You're running something on your phone, but somewhere else, there's a supercomputer that's crunching all your numbers for you. The downside to this is that you have to send the data to that supercomputer, that cloud-based computer. You have to send that data to the server wait for a response, and then it gets sent back to you. So it requires a very fast internet connection to actually work. There is one other technology that might sustain Moore's law into the future, and that is quantum computing. Right now, quantum computers are something that are only at research facilities. A few tech giants have constructed their own quantum computers, but most work on quantum computers are still theoretical. This sort of system, a quantum computer, is a completely fundamental change from how computers work right now. There are plenty of videos online to better describe how exactly a quantum computer works. This is something that I have to mention when talking about the potential collapse or sustaining of Moore's law. Working with quantum computers is still very shaky in practice and is 
unproven as a as a field as of yet. I think all of this is just one example of how technology might be running into a progress plateau. We're seeing this slowdown of Moore's law when we're talking about computational power, but there's also a progress slowdown when it comes to retina displays and SSD storage speed. There are ways that we are engineering hardware and technology to keep this progress going, but it does have decreasing results. So when I talk about progress decay in terms of displays, I'm really referring to how Apple markets their retina displays. And this means that the pixels per inch are equal to or greater than the receptors per inch on the back of your eye. So retina display. This means even if we could jam more pixels per inch into a screen, your eye wouldn't be able to perceive them. So why make a better screen? There's a similar case for screen frame rates. If you would like to know more about that, I would direct you towards a YouTube channel called Knowing Better. The creator of that channel has a great video on displays and what's actually possible given some basic human biology. Another area where we're seeing progress decay is SSD storage speed. The part of your computer that stores all your data while the computer is turned off is called a storage drive, and you can have a traditional hard drive or you can have an SSD. You can kind of think of an SSD as a set of jail cells. Inside the jail cells, there's either one or no prisoners inside the jail cell. That tells the warden some sort of pattern. Well, the process to go through and count all the prisoners inside this jail cell is reaching a point where there are so many jail cells that we have to come up with better and better ways to count all the prisoners. As CPU progress decreases, so does the ability for these SSD storage methods to increase their progress. All of this means that there is some potential in the next decade or so that you could go out and buy a tablet and you would just keep that tablet and it wouldn't slow down. You would have to get the battery replaced and you might have to have the hard drive replaced because those two pieces of equipment tend to burn out in our current technology, but you would never need to buy a new tablet or computer or laptop because it was getting too slow. You would never need to buy an upgrade to make the computer faster. This of course might decrease the market size of tech giants that sell hardware. I think it would cause a fundamental shift in how most people think about technology because currently we're very used to every two years or so it is normal to get a new phone. For some people that's more, for some people that's less. You typically expect the next generation of phones to come out about once a year and you expect them to be faster. When you buy a phone you have this understanding of this is only going to last me so long. I think the reasons that we would consider a phone outlived or having lasted too long might fundamentally change. For instance, I can say that I've had my iPhone 7 for about two and a half years. I'm trying to stretch out that phone's life for as long as possible for a variety of reasons. But one of them is it doesn't feel slow yet. So once again, this has been Moore's Law, which states that about every two years, technology gets about twice as fast. There may be things in the coming future that cause Moore's Law to slow down, but roughly speaking, about every two years, technology doubles in speed. Music by Nathan Bowler.
I'm Jeremy Newton. This is a bundle of thoughts. 